Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Bewildering History with Ian McCracken. Tonight, we have a special guest from the U.S. Government History and Industrial Division, Joshua Glenn. He's going to tell us about the National Industrial Recovery Act, one of the many programs implemented after the Great Depression by President Roosevelt. Joshua, it is good to have you with us this evening. Thank you very much, Ian. It is a pleasure to be here. As you have said, I am the head of the U.S. Industrial History and Program Division. I have been in this position for the past 12 years, and throughout those years, I have learned almost every aspect, program, and law of American history. It is my understanding that you are trying to gather information about the New Deal. Yes, we are. In this podcast, we are at the point where the Great Depression is seemingly nearly over, and President Roosevelt seems to be making many programs to help prevent such events from happening again. Exactly. I'm glad to share this opportunity to educate you and your following on this topic. Thank you very much for joining us on this podcast. Let's start with a brief background on the topic. Well, as always, it's a pleasure to be with you this evening. Now, the National Industrial Recovery Act was established on June 16th of 1933 and started the National Recovery Administration. This organization was focused on supervising fair trade codes and guaranteeing laborers a right to collective bargaining. What are fair trade codes and what do they do? What is collective bargaining? Fair trade codes started as an industry-wide agreement between the companies that established a fixed price of the product and fixed wage for the workers. Furthermore, the trade codes declared fair competition between companies for the protection of consumers, competitors, and employees. Finally, collective bargaining is the right that all workers have to get together to argue for a fair wage for all employees. It's kind of like a worker's strike. Well, that sounds very good indeed. So, Joshua, how did people and companies accept this? Well, after taking effect, the NIRA and NRA started receiving criticism from all sides. Workers that formed labor unions to argue for higher pay were not really able to gain much success as they tried to exercise the collective bargaining right promised by the NIRA and NRA. The Supreme Court even started seeing that the NIRA was improperly delegated legislation. Sounds like the NIRA didn't have much time to do anything. That is true. It was a very short period after taking effect that the criticism started to roll in. Well, people really wanted their jobs back. They were probably desperate. Right again. Back in the Great Depression, people were willing to do anything to get a paying job. They weren't very happy when they found out they couldn't negotiate for higher pay. Well, that sounds like a really controversial program. We'll take a short commercial break, and then we'll get back to it. Hi, I'm Swill Pift, and I'd like to introduce my newest product, Kink Adhesive. The days of getting cracks and holes in anything are gone. Kink Adhesive has been tested by military science doctors from NASA to prove the pure strength of it. Um, this is just an off-brand flex seal, and isn't NASA not a thing yet? No one cares, but to show you the power of kink adhesive, I sawed this boat in half and repaired it with just kink adhesive. And look at that, the boat is able to go anywhere on the water without a single link. You used a boat too? Uh, this, this is a major violation of the trademark licensing of a company.
You're going to get badly sued for this. Pick up your kink adhesive by calling 417-22-OH-YEAH. Phones aren't a thing yet. Buy it now for 20 cents. And the first 200 people that purchase their first can get a second one free. Kink adhesive. You'll never see a crack again. This product is not available in any states. Where we left off, we were just discussing how the NIRA was coming to an end. How did this all happen, Joshua? Thank you for having me back, Ian. As we talked about in the last episode, the NIRA was receiving lots of criticism, even from the Supreme Court. Only two years after the NIRA and NRA were established, the NIRA entered a Supreme Court case called Spechter Poultry Corp. v. the United States. In the May of 1935, the Supreme Court ruled that the NIRA did not constitute a regulation of interstate commerce set up by the Interstate Commerce Act. So that's how the NRA was shut down? It was declared unconstitutional? Exactly. After the court case, the NIRA and NRA were considered policy failures. In order to repair the damage, U.S. Congress passed the National Labor Relations Act. So, that is how the story of the NIRA ends. Well, that about wraps up this incredible story. Again, this is one of my many programs. President Franklin D. Roosevelt, May After the Great Depression. Thank you, Joshua, for this lesson. Until next time, remember, bewildering history with Ian McCracken is a good way to get your brain cracking. That's all for this lesson. See you next time.